0: What is good everybody, man? This is your guy Manny and this is the Talking Sports with Manny YouTube channel. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Commander show. This is a 20-minute rant. So for 20 minutes, I'm just going to rant about this game. This is a therapy session. Feel free to join me for those who are going to be coming in on this live stream. Like I said it's going to be real quick, 20 minutes. At the 20-minute mark, I'm cutting it off. I'm cutting it off. So The Commanders faced the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. And a lot of you guys know I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And usually I go out to a sports bar, you know, with fans and, you know, have a good time, have a good experience. My best friend is a Titans fan. I could have went to his crib. We could have ordered some pizza, some wings and had a good time. But I just wanted to watch this game by myself. And I really didn't even know if I was going to finish the entire game. So for what the game was, it was an exciting game. It was fun to watch. So I, I was glued to the TV from the beginning to the end. Now, on the flip side, I did have the red zone going because, you know, NFL red zone is where it's at, And typically I watch the red zone and then I kind of fall back on the real game. So, but this time I was on a real game, and then I kind of, I was going back and forth. One thing I can say was that, how can I put this? For the most part, The game gave me hopes that the commanders might pull this thing off. You know, so let's look at the goods. Then we look at the bad. The good is Dayami Brown came out and had a long 75-yard touchdown, reminiscent of Terry catching that 75-yard touchdown versus the Eagles, uh, uh, Terry's rookie year. You have a quarterback like Wentz who can get the ball to him, right? He's been playing with Heineke. Heineke doesn't, just, Heineke doesn't have that arm talent to get the ball to a guy like De'Ami Brown. Now, I did say that the Titans' secondary was terrible and that the commanders could exploit that. They can exploit the Titans' secondary and get a few big plays, and that's exactly what happened. The commanders were able to get a few big plays, right? The 75-yard touchdown, it was unbelievable. He caught it. I was thinking, because, you know, in training camp and preseason – Naomi Brown didn't have really, he didn't have good hands. But because Jahan Dotson not being here, we're going to talk about Jahan Dotson later on in the show, now it was Naomi Brown, caught the 75-yard touchdown, and then he caught a second touchdown that he caught one-handed. It was a thing of beauty, caught the one-handed touchdown to make it two touchdowns for this guy. So pretty much somebody in, in the fantasy in the fantasy community said, Naomi Brown pretty much did what Gabriel Davis did yesterday, but the difference is that, a lot of us didn't draft the Yami Brown. We got him for free from the waiver wire. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was kind of funny for those who do watch or those those that do follow fantasy football. But yeah, the Yami Brown had an awesome game. Montez Sweat. He's another guy that I've been like, look, what is he doing? Is he, he you know, he had two sacks. He really should have had a third sack, but he was just there hugging. Tannenhill, and Tannenhill was able to make a big play that resulted in the team losing. Now, I'm not pointing fingers and saying, we lost because of this guy, we lost because of that guy. I will do that later on in the show. I am going to point fingers at the people that I, I feel were the reason why we lost this game. So, we talked about De'Ami Brown. He was a plus. We talked about Montez Sweat. After talking to my friend who's a Titans fan, he told me the guy that was going against Montez Sweat was the guy they just picked up. And now this guy is now playing left tackle. So we know, we know for a fact that Montez Sweat was not playing against a top tier left tackle. We know they lost Taylor Lewan, So my guy, matter of fact, he's in the chat right now. Anonymous Taylor was good, brother. Um, he said that the reason that the commanders lost was because of Carson Wentz. We're going to, we're going to dig more into that. He says uh, for the win. Yeah. So, Montez Sweat going against a left tackle. I don't even know his name. Anonymous Taylor. Who's the name of the left tackle that that uh, was going against Montez Sweat? Because he was outmatched. And he, he made Montez Sweat look better than what he actually was. But you guys know I don't discriminate against playing lesser talent. I always say, if you're going to match up against a lesser talent, make sure that you dominate. And that's what Montez Sweat was able to do. He came in. He dominated. And that's, that. that's pretty much all I can ask for. That's all I can ask for. So with him dominating... He had two sacks, should have had three. You know, Payne and Sweat, uh, Payne and Allen were still solid, like they've always been. You know, both guys having you know 2.5 sacks each uh for the season. Uh, one of the foreign guys, is it Obada or um, I can't even think of which one it was. They like so overall the defensive line was solid. James Smith Williams, the whole defensive line was solid for the most part. The secondary was trash, just like the Uh, Titans' secondary being trash. The commander's secondary are the twins. Have y'all seen that meme where you see Spider Man going like this? Point that's the commander's defense and the Titans' defense pointing at each other. Who's worse? Who's better? I I mean, they are literally twins. They give up big plays. Commander's defense, Titans' defense. So when you look at the secondary, the commanders benched William Jackson the third. And then he's talking about, oh, it was because of an injury and I got this disc in my back and the coach said, you know, I should not go back. William Jackson Third, you got benched because you're trash. You're trash. Second highest paid player on the team. And this is how you come out there and, and you perform? Something ain't adding up. Benjamin St. Juice was out there playing corner and he was solid. Benjamin St. Juice has been solid over and over and over again. Uh... <laughs> What's good? What's good? He says, Hey bro, come on my show tonight. Talk commanders football, which hey, it depends on the time. So hit me up on, hit me up on uh, Twitter. It depends on the time. Uh Let me see. Viscount says what secondary. Absolutely. What secondary literally the aftermath. Hey, um, if uh, I'm going to be out tonight, watching the game, watching the Kansas city chiefs game. If it's after that, I'm I'm all, I'm all in. Um, but yeah, man, it, it, it the secondary, even even uh, Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain is ultra trash. That's another guy. We can go down the line and point out trash, 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 trash. Bobby McCain, he continues to get dealt with. Like, he's supposed to be the free safety. You know, uh, uh, Derek Forrest is still learning. He did a little bit. But Bobby McCain, Fuller, William Jackson III, I mean, this secondary is trash. And then my friend as a Titans fan tells me that um, – tells me that Holcomb was big and Holcomb did this and that. I'm like, look, Holcomb, he's solid. He's more of a Sam linebacker. He's not a middle linebacker. He made plays because we're playing a running team. Derrick Henry's running the ball. Somebody got to tackle him. Holcomb is probably the biggest guy that could tackle him. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he did have a good game tackling-wise, but he's, he's a liability on coverage. And then Anonymous Taylor was telling me, he was like, oh, well – um. Commanders had nobody to cover. Absolutely. When I looked at the Titans matchup and I'm looking at Westbrook, uh, uh, Akina, whatever his name is, Nick Westbrook, Akina, and I'm like, ha, I'm not worried about him. I'm looking at Robert Woods. I'm like, he's more of like a, 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 a you know, short, intermediate guy. I'm not worried about him. Austin Hooper, I'm not worried about him. Hill and his play action, I'm not worried about him. But guess what? They give up the big play to uh, to uh, Westbrook. That was like a 63-yard pass and catch. Ridiculous, right? It would seem like every single time that the commanders did something good, they did something bad. So with all the pressures, oh, the commanders are tops in pressure. Who cares? Secondary is trash. So it doesn't even matter about the pressures, right? Oh, Jonathan Allen and Payne are playing at a at a, at a Pro Bowl level. Doesn't matter. It's just like saying that the Titans' interior defensive line is playing at a Pro Bowl level. doesn't matter because their entire defense as a whole is trash. So we saw Matt Rule get fired today, right? Ron Rivera should be next. Ron Rivera's days in D.C. are numbered. I'm sick and tired of people, uh, sugar things. Oh, well, the scandal and, oh, the name change. And, oh, this happened to the organization. And now, what are you doing on the field? What are you doing to produce wins? After four seasons past two years, three, and, one and three, one and three, one and four this year after five games, if we end up winning Thursday versus the Bears, that'll be two and five. That'll be three straight seasons that Ron Rivera has started two and five. It's unacceptable. Ron Rivera as a person, I love him. Ron Rivera as a coach, I'm done with him. I'm I'm done. I have no words that can I can't defend Ron Rivera anymore. It's hard to defend him. We can go back and look at the free agent acquisitions that he that he, that that he's brought in, right? William Jackson the third, second-highest player, trash. Getting burnt, left and right, right? You let go of Brandon Sheriff, which I was in support of. That's fine. Brandon Sheriff is gone. He didn't want to be here in the first place. So I'm okay with Brandon Sheriff being gone. But <laughs> on the flip side, who did you bring in? Not only did you let Brandon Sheriff go, which is fine, you could have at least kept Eric Flowers. Now you cut Eric Flowers. You take the Eric Flowers money, you split it in half, and you bring in Noel and you bring in uh, Trey Turner, and we're jumping for joy. We're like, whoo, Two All Pro, former All Pro, two former Pro Bowlers. Ah man, whoo! Ron Rivera, you're a genius, man. You're shopping at the bargain mart, and you are here snagging players. So we're out here, we thinking that these guys that Ron Rivera is bringing in, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna work. It has not worked. It has not worked. Also, coupled with injuries, right? You, you Like, you lose your starting center, Chase Rullier, and you lose your best interior guard in West Reischer. It was a debate between West trade and Trey Turner. And I kept fighting for Trey Turner saying, well, you know, former Pro Bowler, he's been hurting in camp and this and that. Now Trey Turner is turning into what Curtis Samuel was last year. I'm not saying that these guys can't play. I'm saying that these guys are trash right now. Anybody with a regular pass rush is getting by these guys. Then it was Samuel Cosby, right? With all he was doing, dealing with growing pains, sometimes he plays well, sometimes he plays bad. He's gone, and you bring in Cornelius Lucas, and then we always praise John Matsko. John Matsko is a great offensive coordinator. i mean, I mean—offensive uh, line coordinator, and he can take anything and turn it into gold. It's starting to like okay. You bring in Sadiq Charles, right? He plays better, right? But then guess what? Once a few guys come back from injury, Tyler Larson, maybe he comes in and takes over for that because that center is trash. That center had two low snaps that could have literally cost us the game. So it doesn't really matter who you put on the line. They're bad. These are not just backups. These are the backups that back up the backups. And it just is what it is at this point. I don't think there's anything you can literally do to that line that can make it any better. Then you talk about Carson Wentz. This is a way to get into the Carson Wentz talk right now. Everybody's blaming Carson Wentz for what happened on Sunday. I think that Carson Wentz was okay. I don't think he was bad. He was decent. He wasn't the reason why why they lost the game. The guy literally has like two seconds to get rid of the ball, right? It was a miracle that he was able to find De'Ami Brown for 75 yards. I'm like, where did the time come from? Now, there are times when Carson Wentz is in the pocket and actually has time. But he's been hit so many times that his mind is messing with him. He's like one missive, two missive feet. Then he just starts moving around, happy feet, happy feet, happy feet. He can't settle in the pocket because he's been hit so many times. You know, it's messing with his head. So even when he does have time, he's moving around. Then when, when it's time that you – there are times that, that you want Carson Wentz to tuck the ball and run. He doesn't run. So Carson Wentz does have some blame to for why the team is where they are right now. But at the same time, we blame Taylor Heineke for not having the arm talent, right? Taylor Heineke made good plays, made bad plays, right? But Carson is scrutinized more than Taylor Heineke. I guess because Taylor Heineke was more exciting, I guess, running the ball, and he had heart, and he saved us in that playoff game where he comes in and does this, and he just has the flair. He's a gamer. But Carson in the fourth quarter has been decent this season. You know, this was a game where the defense actually played well enough to give the commanders a chance. And then the offense played well enough played well enough in spurts, but just couldn't get the job done. And it's like the real blame is Ron Rivera and Scott Turner. We want to go ahead and blame Wentz. First of all, the general manager is Ron Rivera. The head coach is Ron Rivera. We should have saw the red flags when they said Ron Rivera is going to handpick his GM. What kind of nonsense is that? The GM handpicks the coach. So, the, the organization have given Ron Rivera too much power. They let him do whatever he wants. And now that we are where we are, when are we going to start to hold Ron Rivera accountable? It's time for Ron to go. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm tired of defending him. I'm tired of defending Wentz. There needs to be changes. But the thing is, you can't go from Carson Wentz to Taylor Heineken and say, yeah, we made a change. Nah, if you're going to make that change, you wait till week eight. No matter what happens after we date, you make sure that you watch that snap count. Carson Wentz cannot play 70% of the snaps, so that way that third-round pick don't turn into a second-round pick. So in order to retain your second-round pick next year, you got to make sure that Carson Wentz does not play the amount of games. But guess what? Ron Rivera doesn't care. He knows his job is on the line. He's saying um, they were were asking Ron Rivera, why is it that, you know, the Giants are doing well and the, the Dallas and the Eagles? And he said quarterback. But what he meant was that Carson Wentz has not been around as long as the other quarterbacks that have been in their system. So you look at Cooper Rush. They asked Ron Rivera, how about Cooper Rush? He said the system. He's a system fit. Well, you guys had picked Carson Wentz. You guys made it seem like he was part of the plan. So you should be able to make him fit into your system. And if he's not fitting into your system, Scott Turner, you got to call plays or you got to do things that make people People's skill set fit into the system because forever William Jackson, the third was playing out of, out of what he does best. Right. But now William Jackson, the third, he's just trash all around. So you cannot defend William Jackson, the third anymore. So I go, I, I I'm going all over the place, but this is what I just, I just got to get this out of my system. Cause you know, it's hard to record these pods as a Washington football, Washington commanders content creator. Those who do this, I applaud y'all. That's why I stick more to my fantasy football, because it brings me joy. There's nothing that brings me joy about this team. For the fact that I'm in Nashville, I could have went somewhere nice, watched the game, interacted with fans, and, you know, talk my talk. I couldn't do that because the product has been so bad. Why would I get out of the bed, get out the house, dress, drive somewhere, waste my gas, buy some food, be somewhere, lose, come back, No. Ever since 1999, since I became a fan, it's like I ask people like, "Why are you a fan of the Commanders?" Like sometimes I have to ask myself, "Why am I a fan?" Well, I grew up in DC, Maryland area. My dad was a fan. He put me on the team. I became a fan, but I've stayed a fan because I'm loyal. But that does not mean I have to support every decision that's being made with the team. I'm not gonna like you know jump to this team or jump to that squad. So y'all might not see me doing podcasts. Y'all might not see me talking Commanders. Okay. Y'all might not see me I, even till date. I don't own any Washington football apparel. I don't own. I don't own any Washington Commanders apparel, and it could be for different reasons. Number one, I, I haven't had time. I haven't gotten time to buy something or order something. Number two, why should I support this franchise? Why should I spend my money, my hard-earned money, on this franchise when the product is trash? So I'm here. Here I am, walking around Nashville with a Commanders hat on. Are oh, you a Commanders fan? Yeah, I've been a Commanders fan since '99. Oh, man, poor you. And then I I see people who are tweeting saying, well, there's other franchises like the Bills and this team and that team. What have they won? Then my rebuttal to those fans are, were you a fan when the Commanders were winning championships? And if you're not a fan, you're in the same boat as the Bills fans and all these other fans that haven't won nothing. You know, I'd rather be one of these fans, like, you know, like one of these up-and-coming teams that have a franchise quarterback at least You know, for example, when Russell Wilson was good in Seattle, Seattle wasn't really doing much. Russell Wilson turned that franchise around and they became a respectable franchise over the course of, what, 10 plus years. And as a fan, that's beautiful. Being a Washington fan, what can you hang your hat on? Oh, we have Chase Young. Maybe you just sit out Chase Young for the rest of this season because this season seems to be over with. Right. Then you say, oh, well, we have a great defensive front four. Who cares? Oh, they're all first-rounders, though. Who cares? What has this team accomplished? What has this defense accomplished? Nothing. Then you hit me with the, oh, well, we keep building through the draft. Okay. Cam Curl, great player. Good player. Is he a great player? No. But then, you know, you're going to pay some of these guys. Oh, Cole Holcomb is playing great. Up contract year." Are you going to pay Cole Holcomb? So there's a lot that's wrong with this team. And I think that change has something has to change. If nothing changes, nothing changes, literally. You know, it's either get Ron Rivera out of here, or if Ron Rivera wants to save face, get Del Rio out of here, get Scott Turner out of here because he brought him there. Get rid of these guys and see. Because, like, when they fired the offensive line coach before the season, I, I was saying to myself, you're firing the wrong guy. No, sorry. Was it the no? The no. They fired the uh, the uh, defensive line coach, and I'm like, nothing has literally changed with this defensive line. Let me see what Viscount is saying. Viscount says, "Been a fan for 40 years, and will be tomorrow, the day after." Of course, it sucks right now, but I'll be behind them Thursday. I applaud you for that. You know, I'm gonna rock with the team until the blood turns cold. But guess what? That don't mean I gotta support every decision. There, There might be times when I'm not watching the game. For me, on Sundays, I enjoy watching Red Zone. I enjoy creating Washington. I mean, I enjoy creating fantasy football content, and it brings me joy. People say, man, why do you watch Red Zone and you don't watch the game? Because at least I'm happy. You know, it's like, you know, there are times when you draft your fantasy team, right? And let's say that your team is, you know, trash or whatever, or your team is losing. At least you drafted the your guys, right? How many of you guys have the your guys on the commanders right now? They're players that we're forced to cheer for just because, okay, they're on the commander's old. And then when you criticize them, you're you're a you're a bad person or you're you're a bad fan, or this or that. You know, no, I said 20 minutes. I'm gonna give y'all three or three or three or four more minutes because I got a little bit more to say. So, you know, it's like Ron Rivera, like I said, it's a great human being, great man, uh, man of integrity. I love Ron Rivera as a person, but as a coach, he's just not with the times. The way that he's coaching, he reminds me of Joe Gibbs when Joe Gibbs came back to coach the Redskins. You can kind of tell that, hey, the days of the Joe Gibbs era was over with. Like he was trying to run the ball. He was doing things like he did back then. And now things have changed. Cornelius, man, what's good? Cornelius says, I'm not invested as I as I used to be, but I'm still riding with the team. I'm still riding with the team. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, all just going to just see less and less content um it's like when the team is winning it's easier to produce content right or the team loses you, you can come in you can rant and people you know people want to an vent and therapy sessions and all that good stuff yeah so you yeah you have that but then now literally all i can focus this the rest of the season on the stats and when i do that people say well it doesn't matter why are you you know talking about the stats like the team is bad what are we going to talk about about how trash the team is so I can come and talk about, okay, Naomi Brown, 100-yard game, three receptions, two touchdowns. We can talk about that. We can talk about Montez Sweat, two sacks. We can talk about that. We can talk about Carson Wentz, 300 and, what, 50-plus yards passing, right? We can talk about Carson Wentz has 10 touchdowns so far this season. Then it just becomes a numbers game. Yeah, I, I, I love numbers. We can talk stats all day, but in terms of where this team is going, they're not going anywhere. I don't see a I don't see a scenario where this team turns this thing around. Like I, I'm tired of the let's run the tables from weeks nine to seventeen. Oh, we can do it. We got to win every single game, but we can do it because if we do, if we win from weeks nine through seventeen, we're gonna make the playoffs. Nine and seven, final seed, wild card. Oh, we still got a chance. There's five games left, and then you got the the crowd where we're only one and two. We're only one and three. Oh, wait! It's still early in the season. We're only one and four. After Friday, we're either going to be two and four, or one and five. And I'm telling you, after Thursday night, if we're one and five, things are going to get ugly in DC. You can see a possible uh, a possible quarterback change. And if you if you are trying to turn the season around, right? And let's say Carson wins after six games, he's doing all he can. But with that line, maybe you put in a Taylor Heineke, right, to try to win some games, right? But at some point, you got to see what do you have in Sam Howell. And right now, I don't want to put Sam Howell behind this terrible line. That's going to destroy any confidence whatsoever that Sam Howell has right now. So the way I'm looking at it is, give Carson to about week eight, week nine, then you just go straight to Howell. There's no need for that. Heineke, we know who Heineke is. You know, and it just sucks that guys like Terry and guys like Jonathan Allen, some of the leaders of the team, it's like, what more can they do? Like, they can't. They can't speak out too much on the coach because they are respectable guys. But we know we know what's going on. But guys, this is my time. man. this is the back row commander show. I would love to talk more. But um just wanted to get this 20 minute uh, uh, episode out. Um, still rocking with the team, not going anywhere. Just know that you all going to see less of me producing. um Content and and, and and you know, I'll, hey, I'll come on every now and then. I might give y'all an episode a week. It used to be like two or three episodes a week when it comes to the commanders, but now it'll be more fantasy football. Still here, y'all. Still gonna get the tweets. If you follow me on on Twitter, you are still gonna get the tweets. You're still gonna get you know my my thoughts and everything like that. But catch you guys later. Appreciate all the love that you guys give me on the YouTube channel, and I'm gonna catch you guys on that next episode. I'm out. Peace.